From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan. And, of course, our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well. Great to have you uh, with us in the aftermath, the afterglow of the Super Bowl. Yes. And, and uh, <laughs> by the way, today, uh, Citizen Link sent out this this quote from Aaron Rodgers, the, uh, the quarterback. Uh, quote, we all have a platform. We all have a message in our lives. I just try to follow Jesus's example, leading by example. Yes. Isn't that great? Yes. That's a great quote from uh, Aaron Rodgers. Of course, you become a little more quote worthy when you win. Mm-hmm. You know, by, but, well, I suppose it depends on what you say. <laughs> special guests uh, tonight, by yes, the way. Very special. Haven't guests. been with us for a long time, but uh, great to have uh, have you back with us. Gary and Mona are with us, and we're going to be talking about your ministry and, and some great things that are happening with you, and also, in general, about marriage, but also some, some wonderful resources mm-hmm. that uh, that you have, the Shrivers have, and, and God has just blessed you with some incredible insights and some life lessons, and we're going to tap into all that oh, okay. in, in just a couple of uh, minutes. Right now, though, Thanks, let's check man. with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a challenge for all Jesus freaks to be fools for Christ. In 1956, missionaries Jim Elliott, Peter Fleming, Ed McCulley, Nate Saint, and Raj Udarian were killed by Warani tribesmen in the jungles of Ecuador. The tragic story made world headlines, and many called it a foolish waste of lives. But here's what Jim Elliott had already written in his journal. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. You see, their lives were not foolishly wasted. Their story inspired thousands to flock to mission work, including one small group, relatives of the slain men who went back to Ecuador and helped lead the Warani to Christ. Get a global perspective from the Voice of the Martyrs. Go online to persecution.net. And back with you live here on Lighthouse Live. Again, Mike Douglas with you, along with Elaine Harlan and uh, our special guests, uh, Gary and Mona Shriver. We'll be talking to them in just a couple of minutes. Just a reminder, if you're listening live uh, tonight, and uh, you're a pastor or ministry leader in the area of marriage, we would love to have you join us this coming Friday. February 11 from 7 to 8.30 in the evening for the 25th anniversary of the signing of the first community marriage policy, which occurred here in Modesto, California, back in 1986. And um, it's going to be a great time. We're going to have dessert. That's you know, and, the best time. I you know, as a, as a pastor, as an ex-cop, 
you know, that's how you get pastors and ex-cops and cops to places. Feed them, you know, especially desserts. So we're going to have dessert. Feed them, they will come. Anyway, and all kinds of desserts, you know, lemon stuff and chocolate Chocolate stuff stuff and uh, all all kinds of good stuff is going to be there. So uh, if if uh, you are a pastor, licensed or ordained, or a ministry leader in the area of marriage, we'd love to have you join us. Give us a call two zero nine five four four. 9571. That's here in Modesto, 7 to 8.30. Uh, Colin will tell you where it is, actually, and uh, love to have you uh, have you join us. Also joining us uh, via uh, virtual uh, presence will be Jim Talley, Dr. Jim Talley, who actually penned the original community marriage policy, and also uh, Michael McManus, uh, who is the syndicated columnist who came out and encouraged pastors here in our area to get together and have a covenant with each other to prepare people for marriage. And in the aftermath of that, uh, actually, our, our divorce rate per 1,000 population uh, went down 50%. And uh, so it's been a wonderful tool. There are now over 200 community marriage policies, uh, I think, now across the nation. So it's a great time for celebration. If you'd like to join us, Again, give us a call, 209-544-9581. And just want to, uh, you know, the, the, the 9571. stories. It's 9571. That's That's the fax number, yes. 9571. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's why they don't allow me to answer the phones <laughs> here. You know, it's an amazing thing, Gary and Mona. You know, when Elaine's gone on vacation, I answer the phone. Advancing Environmental Communities, Mike Douglas. We want to talk to Elaine. No, yeah. no, no, Where's Elaine? Where's Elaine? Where's Elaine? I said, well, you know, I can help you. No, no, you can't. Only Elaine. That's fine. Call her back. Or whatever. Can I leave a message? Yeah, really. Yeah, what was that phone number again anyway? That's why they don't laugh when you answer the phone. I don't know what the phone number is. So I'm lucky to find the phone for, for one thing. Also uh, joining us uh, also is Jennifer, and, yes. and uh, she's one of our Phoenix friends, yes, and uh, exactly. glad to have her with us. And uh, we're privileged to be able to partner mm-hmm. with uh, the University of Phoenix and have many of their uh, students here doing uh, their their hours required for their degrees with us. So, Jennifer, welcome. Great to have you with us. And uh, just uh, want to thank Oren, uh, one of our volunteers, and his daughter, Sydney. Yes. We had the opportunity oh. to visit with a dear lady, 86 years old. And next week, uh, by the way, that we're on anyway, we're going to have uh, her talk to us because she's just a wonderful lady, 86 years old. But, boy, is she amazing. Oh, amazing. She could, I mean, she'll run us around the block. You know, she she's something else. And, and has macular degeneration. She's, uh, she's going blind. But a dear woman and just a wonderful spirit. But anyway, you know, here, here's the crux of the issue. An unnamed large international telephone company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on, let's move on before we get into trouble. Yeah, I'll get the cards and letters from the attorneys now. I didn't say any names. I didn't right? either, I, so let's, let's quit Anyway, there. a large international telephone company. Sounds like now. Uh, we're doing charades here in the right, studio. Right. So let me hold this up to the mic so you can see it. Yeah. Um, anyway, they had totally messed up uh, her her wiring, and you know, it's, the wire is all over the place. And here's this 86 year old woman, legally blind, and and she's trying to make sense of this. She she can't answer the telephone. She can't call out on the telephone. And uh, so she calls this large telephone company and says, look, I'm 86 years old. You came out yesterday, and, and things aren't working. There's wires all over the place. And the answer was, well, they're on your side of the dial tone there, and therefore 
if you want to pay us 130 bucks or something, we'll come out and take care of it. She says, no, 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 no. Wait. Your guy came out and created this mess. I yes, would like did. you to come mm-hmm. and fix it. Mm-hmm. They refused to do that. Mm-hmm. So she called 211, uh, which, which goes uh, to the United Way call center. Uh, here in uh, the uh, Stanislaus County area, they called us, and uh, our, our good friend, great volunteer, Oren Woods, and his daughter, Sydney, went out. And they were able to take care of the wiring with, with no problem at all. And But this woman is just absolutely amazing. If you are a little bit depressed, if you are down, five minutes of this woman will cure you. Mm-hmm. Of whatever ails no you. Kidding. I don't care. She is just yes. absolutely amazing. <laughs> her name is Jacqueline, Jacqueline, but we call her Jackie, Jackie. and uh, she is just absolutely terrific. So uh, thank you, Oren and Sydney, for going out and ministering to this dear woman, and, and friends, we'll have her on the program uh, uh, via recording here in a couple of weeks, and, and just share the joy with her. Just, just one of those wonderful things. It's volunteer stories like mm. that that keep us coming back mm. here each and every day. Mm. And dear friends at home, you You have the opportunity to volunteer in several ways. In fact, we'll take a quick look here at the Volunteer Center of the United Way, the American Cancer Society's 26th annual Daffodil Days are going to be blooming in our community in March. In fact, with weather like this, they may be blooming already, mm-hmm. you think? Daffodils, one of the first flowers to bloom each year, are a symbol of hope for a world free of cancer uh, in the springtime. And volunteers of all ages are needed to coordinate campaigns at their companies, schools, neighborhoods, places where you worship. Uh, and they are collecting orders. Deadline to order is March 1st. All materials and training are provided by the agencies. Individuals, sunshine, and vision bouquets are offered and special arrangements as well. The Bear of Hope for pediatric cancer patients and Gift of Hope that may be purchased and provided anonymously to cancer patients in hospitals and medical centers. And if you want more information on how you might get more involved with the 26th Annual Daffodil Days, we'll give you a number here in just a moment. The Howard Training Center, our friends with the Meals on Wheels, are having their 17th Annual Crab Fest fundraiser. Mr. Al's all happy about this. This is going to be on Friday, March 4th, and Saturday, March 5th. I love festive crab. And and (laughs) Pastor Mike loves these festive crab things, too. And for our vegetarian friends, we'll move on. Anyway, oh, no, yeah. March 4th Sorry. and Saturday, March Do they have 5th. vegetarian crabs? I, yeah. think so. I don't know, but I'd be interested. What do crabs like, eat? Um, like like maybe green, bottom maybe dwelling green. stuff. I don't I don't know. Know. Imitation crab. Is imitation crab. Thank you, Mona. Thank you. Are you vegetarian too? No. no. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Howard Training Center, Whitmer Hall is where this happens. I'm going to get myself in trouble here with all of these carnivorous friends. The event features great food, entertainment, dancing to the Silver Moon Band. Hey, and uh, all lots of fun and raising dollars to support services and vocational, non-vocational training for adults with mental retardation and other disabilities. We love the folks at Howard Training Center, and they need volunteers also, ages 16 years and older, to help set up both days between 9 and 5, to serve on both days uh, between 5.30 p.m. to midnight, and the final cleanup on Sunday, March 6th from 10 to 2 p.m. Volunteers are also needed to help out with the event prep work, uh, such as assembling programs, scrubbing potatoes, bagging cookies, uh, and flexible daytime hours uh, are arranged with the agency. Howard Training Center operates three major facilities, actively providing opportunities for adults with disabilities to learn and excel 
and a variety of developmental uh, programs. So you might want to get involved with that. Stanislaw County 211, we were just talking about them, provided by the United Way of Stanislaw County 211 is an easy to remember telephone number that connects callers to information about critical health and human services available in our county, in our community. We get so many referrals from 211 mm. here at ABC, and that's what they um, are designed to do, is to help people. You call 211, and you want to get connected with something, and they'll find that connection for you. And they need people to help uh, out with answering phones and just doing a variety of things. Volunteers must be at least 18 years of age. Detail and goal-oriented, possess good communication and computer skills, and able to multitask and work with minimal supervision and have transportation. If you have any questions uh, on any of these uh, opportunities, call Barbara Borba. She uh, can be reached at 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email her at bborba at uastan.org. Here uh, on the ABC front, a twin bed need for a Turlock family. Mom has multiple sclerosis, and Dad is on SSI, and they have three children. And times are just really tough for them right now. A lot of us can relate with that. Uh, so if you can help them out, you have a, a twin bed to donate, let us know. And our furniture friends can pick up and deliver that bed to them. Uh, also, Meals on Wheels, we were just talking about them as well. They let us know about a lady, a precious senior, who needs uh, an electric stove, bless her heart. And if you have one to donate, make sure that puppy works and it's in good, clean condition. We'll pick it up and deliver it to her. Household items are in need right now, especially refrigerators, dryers, washers, uh, and beds. Call us and we can make that happen. 209-544-9571 is our number. 209-544-9571. And we will make those connections. As we were saying earlier, it's uh, been a few days, months, years, uh, but who's counting, right, guys? Um, we're just glad that you guys are back. You're back and going to take more abuse tonight, but we're just glad you are here. <laughs> no, abuse was a part of it. <laughs> you didn't know what you were getting into, oh, did no. you? I know. I knew I should have but uh, the Hope and Healing <laughs> Ministries uh, has changed uh, probably somewhat, at least, since you were here, right? And uh, we just want to let our listeners all around the globe know who you are and what you're about and why you are about what you do. And uh, an incredible story and ministry. So let's, uh, let's get to it. Okay. Gary and Mona, let's, let's go back and, and okay. uh, start out with what, did, what happened in your lives to lead you into this wonderful ministry that, that God has given you. Wow. Well, thanks for having us back, guys. Oh, thank you. We just love you guys. It's, a, it's, an awesome, it's an awesome opportunity to be here. Thank you. Um, well, in 1993, I came home and confessed to Mona that I'd been having an affair with a, with a co-worker that had been going on for about three years. And uh, that began a process that was obviously one of the hardest things that, uh, that we had ever been through. Um, I had come home repentant. I had come home wanting to rebuild the relationship um that was that was over the affair was over and um but of course obviously it would have been up to mona at that point you know because of the fact that uh you know that this was a bomb that i just dropped on her it was uh it was one of the most i i think it's safe to say the most traumatic thing that ever happened in our relationship mm. and uh coming home to her repentant and wanting to rebuild the relationship but it was kind of you know 
up to her at this point if we were going to move forward. And uh, so that, that began the process of us rebuilding. We had uh, we decided early on that that was something that we, we did want to try to do. We wanted to try and do yeah. it, but we didn't have a clue how to we do it. We had no idea. Let's talk a, a little bit, Mona, about what motivated you to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Boy, I wish you would have said okay. I wish it were that cut and dry, but at the very beginning stages, yeah. you don't know what you're going to do. It's like any other trauma. You never really know what you're going to do until you face it. But there were a number of reasons why I agreed to try. Uh, first of all, I agreed to try without really knowing that we could heal. Mm. I mean, I did not suddenly know we'd make it and know we could do it because, frankly, I didn't think we could. But I agreed to try because Gary came home repentant and wanted to try. I knew that scripture, a lot of people agreed that scripture, scripture allows for divorce in the case of adultery. But because Gary had come home repentant, I had this little voice in my head going, do you still have that out? If he wants to rebuild, because I knew that God's plan for marriage was one man, one woman for a lifetime. So I felt obligated to the Lord to try. And um, the second reason was our children. We had three children and their friends had been over to our home often enough, friends of children of divorce. Mm -hmm. And we had seen what divorce does to children. They Mm -hmm. don't get over it. Mm -hmm. They still um, suffer and have pain. For, for a long time, and I thought it would, at least for my kids' sake, I had to try. So that's why I didn't run out. And Gary and I had a good marriage. Mm-hmm. He was my best friend, and so I thought, you know, I'm going to have to go through this. I can't escape this. That's what I really wanted to do. How far into the marriage were you? when 20 this? years. Okay, 20, 20 years. years. Can I just ask a question mm-hmm. regarding the repentance, Gary? Mm-hmm. Can you just maybe address that? What led you to the repentance? Was it of your own volition? Were you? Did somebody <laughs> confront you? What well, happened yeah, okay, during okay. the process? Okay, let me back process. up and go through the process of, of the affair of if we re- want to go there. That, well, I uh, just wanted to know about the repentance. Well, the repentance the part was the affair went on for a, a long period of time because, you know, I fell into the affair not, not really knowing how vulnerable I really was. I used to joke before ever having an affair that I would, you know, I would start resisting temptation the day it stopped resisting me. You know, I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't think there was ever an issue. I didn't think that that would be anything that I would ever fall to. I was a Christian man before falling here and, and realizing just how vulnerable I was, I had no idea. I did not have a clue. And, uh, so when someone came along, Mona and I were going about a million miles an hour on parallel paths. Now we were together. We were together in our parenting. We were together. Well, that might be debatable. That's, <laughs> That's a whole show. different program. <laughs> well, we can arrange that. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, so we were together on this, but we, what we had lost was we had lost the priority that mm. we had for our relationship. Mm. It, it just wasn't a priority for us. And even though we would have said it was, mm-hmm. we were both just so busy, her with her Bible study and, and ministry at church and me, I was so involved with, you know, with the building of the business and also, the, you know, the kids and, and my my ministry at church and everything else. We both served ministry, but we didn't serve together in ministry. And so when someone came alongside and started paying attention, 
you know and 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 it was it was just something that that you this it, it all begins in your you know in your brain it really does it was one of those things that it's just a lunch there's nothing you know we're not doing anything wrong it, but it feels good to be paid attention to when at home not that we we just lost our priority that you know us as a couple was not a priority any longer and so that left me way open and so as we continued down this path um, we just, it just, we just got closer and closer. You this and is this other the other woman. person, yes. Yeah. And and uh, but there was again nothing wrong. There was nothing physical going on. There was nothing. But boy, it, there was this emotional attachment that was beginning. Mm. And as with this began, and then just you know, it it, it was just it. it it was a slow process. It doesn't happen in a day. It's a slow fade. And there is, there really is. But, <laughs> but eventually a touch became a kiss became, you know, a full blown affair. And then at that point, there was no, because we both were Christians. She was a Christian and I was, and we both knew that this was absolutely wrong. And I knew God was just in my face about what to do. And that's to flee. You flee sexual immorality. But now here there wasn't a spot in my life that wouldn't have been affected by the revelation of this, of this adultery. I would have lost, of course, my wife, my family, my, my business. She was involved in the business that I worked at. She worked for me. Um, there was, uh, in my church, I would have lost, I lost my ministry. There wasn't an area anywhere. So in our infinite wisdom, we decided that, well, what we would do is, is we would just, we would stand and fight. We would just say, you know, no, that we'll just deny this. We'll have to just, you know, we won't, we won't cave. But when you don't leave the environment that you're in, it's just, again, this process that it becomes this, this slow cycle that happens that, you know, we won't do this, we won't fall, we won't fall, and then a, a period of time would go by and then we would fall. And then, well, no, we have to resolve to never do this again. And then, uh, But we still wouldn't flee. We wouldn't make that disconnection. And then it's, it would fall and it would fall again. Well, one week turned into a month, turned into three years that this cycle went on. And, you know, it was, it was, I was so at the end of my rope at this point, and I was so ready, but I still, with this, driven by this fear that I had that it would ruin everything in my life, I still didn't have the guts to do it, to just come forth and just confess and get it out. But it, God just orchestrated the whole situation to where it, uh, actually, I mean, I am so ashamed to even say this, but it's, it's important that I do, that um, I was so weakened and so detached from God that uh, another callous yeah and calloused you know in my sin that um, that another woman came along and this was a one-night stand it was just nothing more than just a physical thing but that was the slap to my face that was the two by four to my head that just went how far can you go? You know, how far it was this. And so I was at my absolute wits end. And in that same orchestration, um, God, I had a, a, another person that worked for me who was an engineer that was uh, a young man, but very wise beyond his years spiritually. And uh, one day he sat me down. He said, Gary, there's sin in your life. Mm-hmm. He says, I know it. And there's mm-hmm. and, and I believe this. And uh, you really have to do something about it. And that was the point that I just took that final breath and went, you are absolutely right. I can go no further in this. I, it just needs to break. And so at this point, I, uh, I, uh, I knew me because I'd been dancing around for a long time in this sin. And I knew that I needed absolute accountability right here, right now. Sever, it needs to stop. So I picked up the phone and called my senior pastor. 
And uh, I said, uh, I need to meet with you. And so he met with me that night. And then it was at that night that, um, that uh, you know, I, I shared it all with him. And, uh, and then at that point, he just asked, I remember him asking if I, he, if I was going to tell Mona. And I went, oh, absolutely. And I absolutely believe that if we are going to rebuild this, it needs to all be in the light. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be out. And then at that point, you know, if God leads us down that path, then we can have reconciliation. I prayed, I hoped, but you don't know. And so at that point, uh, you know, we prayed and sent me on my way and I came home and I confessed to Mona. And that was, that was the point that I was absolutely completely broken. And so I hope that answers your question about repentance, but that's where I was. Thank because you. I think it's important to understand that Gary's repentance took three years. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I deal with other women in the ministry and maybe their husband isn't as repentant or, or isn't even sure he wants to make the marriage work, I always have to try and uh, reassure them that everybody's on a different timetable. But it takes a long time to really understand what you've done, the consequences of it, and what your next choice is going to be. Even with that repent, Gary was the epitome of the repentant man. But it took approximately five months or so of hard working together, him and I, for him to comprehend what he had done to the marriage and to me. And I think that was more Mm -hmm. my point. That's huge. That's key. That's what I was getting. That's a real turning point in our recovery. Thank you so much. Because I didn't get it right at the very beginning of Mm -hmm. what I had caused. Mm -hmm. And and it took that long for me to get behind her eyes. And God had totally revealed to me the devastation that I caused in her life. That is so. And until until the, 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 the unfaithful one discovers that it that is a major turning point in the reconciliation process and that takes some time of yeah, working together yeah you know there, there's a dynamic that you mentioned i just want to make sure we don't gloss over that and, th- and that is in our western church world mm-hmm. with the best of intentions the church can pull us apart mm-hmm. if we're not watching yes and and, and you just mentioned it in your mm-hmm. narrative there that you know, you were doing one thing. You were doing you, you were doing ministry, but mm-hmm. it wasn't happening together. No, right. it was and not. that and that element is so important. And I think you mentioned mm-hmm. the word prioritization or, mm-hmm. or priority, Gary, and and that really is one of the essential things. And I think the other thing that we need to just revisit very quickly is it, it starts in the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts in the heart, and, and I often have counseled people. You know, the minute you start to feel some kind of emotional attachment. Amen. That's the red, that's, that's where it starts Huge right there, isn't it? It's not the physical right. thing. It's either. not at all. The roots are in that. that exactly. That, that, you're right. That emotional that red contact, flag is right? when yeah. you first, and I think one of the key times, and I counsel guys, and, I'll, and, I, and I'm generalizing, I'm sorry, but I'll sure. counsel people that, that in just that, it's just that that is a key area. And, and they say, well, I haven't done anything. It's just a, you know, and, 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 and they know that they're being fed emotionally by this other person, but, the, but they're playing this justification game. And that's coming straight from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. The red flag is, and this is it, I think this is key, and they should hear this right now. If you think that there's, you're crossing some boundaries with maybe somebody at work or whatever, if you have a secret secrets at all that you wouldn't want your wife or your husband to know or is there a if if there were a tape of that lunch would you want your wife or husband to see that tape Mm. and i gotta tell you bingo you 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 just cross the line and you know immediately whether or not and i think that if they say well no i wouldn't want her to know that we're talking about well there it is you've crossed the lines and it's gone you've gone too far with this so 
We're going to be coming up on the break in just a couple of minutes. And uh, before we do that, I want to plant some seeds for what we're going to talk about afterwards. Uh, I'd like to take this from two perspectives. One is... Uh, what do you do if you're the individual that's involved, whether you're, whether you're a male or, or a female? And, and some great wisdom you've already uh, given, Gary and Mona. But the other is, what, what if we know someone? What if we're trying to help someone? Because I guess my, my question right now, was there a resource ready for you mm-hmm. guys to use? Mm-hmm. Or was a lot of it, did a lot of it have to be developed? Mm-hmm over time and uh, I'm probably begging the question there and we're going to find out (laughs) more about that in just a moment great stuff and we want you to uh, stick around for the rest and we were just talking just last week because Mercy Me is going to be performing at the Stanislaw County Fair this uh, coming year and I know a couple of us will probably be there did we ever find out if it's going to be on the free stage or not is it? Good. Good stuff, Gary. Well, anyway, they are our musical guests tonight with their songs spoken for, and we'll be back right after this. Take this world from me. I don't
see me spoken for on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Gary and Mona Shriver from Hope and Healing Ministries. What a fabulous website you guys have got with all of the resources available. I was checking that out, and uh, I was pretty ministered to <laughs> myself as I sat there and, and uh, listened to what all is available yeah. for those who are hurting from uh, adultery and don't know where to uh, to turn to. You want to address that a yeah. little bit? You Boy, yeah, where is that website? Let's get that yeah, out there right away. It's hopeandhealing.us. www. Everybody knows that, Gary. Come on. You're just <laughs> Not everybody. It's, it's, Not for us directionally that, challenged no. people. It's hopeandhealing.us. And uh, not .com, .org. I think even .org. Dot org might make it there because I, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's dot us. Easy to remember. Hope and healing for us, but there's no four in there. You guys do such a fabulous job. Both of you come on there and you're both talking, mm. and it's just oh, wonderful. well. The website is fabulous because Gary does it. So and, <laughs> I do what it, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> no, it is so <laughs> professional. Thank you, honey. Okay. Great I, job. I was going to agree with you, but that's so probably. personable. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And that, and that is driven from a heart's desire because when we were coming through it from the very, very get-go, I want to go there if you don't mind. Yeah, when please. we were coming through that, one of the first things that surfaced with us was just another couple. We had a great uh, support from our senior pastor. We were in Christian counseling who has since told us that he has worked with literally thousands of couples for just this issue in the span of his career. And we just said, you know... We just want another couple just to sit across mm. from, have coffee, and just just so that we can look in their eyes and they go, yeah, you can make it. And, yeah, it can be something you can – it's worth rebuilding. Because I am sorry to this day, 14 years later to this day, the, the general population believes that this is the death sentence of a marriage. And it is not a death sentence of a marriage. You can have hope. You can have love. You can have intimacy. You can have all those things that you don't believe that are possible. And that was one of the things that we so – wanted to hear from the very get-go and uh we we didn't they could no one could find a couple for us and uh so it was fast forward two years later it was a year we had gone into counseling for a year then it was one year after being released as stable (laughs) what does that mean (laughs) you gotta be a little crazy Uh, you better yeah i was thinking stable okay but anyway so we uh so we were in the phone rings one day and it's our counselor and he says uh gary says uh yeah and i'm thinking he's not calling to catch up that's for sure he said uh do you remember that need that you and mona had so much and I always said oh yeah I remember that and he said well are you ready to be that couple for someone else oh, mm. right. and at that point it's I'm going to get all choked up here I'm it's sorry. okay but it was um, it was really uh, something that we first looked at each other and went no, no, you know, because you don't want to go back there. When you're coming through something this traumatic, you don't want to rip the scabs off. You don't want to live in that valley. You don't want to go back there. But we knew because we made such a mental note that when we were coming through it of saying, where is the body of Christ in all of this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, where's the vulnerability that I really believe that God calls us through when we have such traumatic, traumatic experiences in our lives. If we can't give it back in the body, where, right. where can we give it? You know? And so at that point we just thought, okay, We'll go, but we're only going to go under one condition, and that is the fact that everybody knows that we're not we're not counselors, we're not pastors, we're not 
professionally trained in any way. We're just going to be Jesus with skin onto these There people. you go. Amen. We're just going to say, we'll be there for you and help you through this valley. If, if you care to walk, you know, we'll walk alongside. You are ministers. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. do know that. But, but, you know, and God has been so faithful in this ministry because of the fact that that's what this whole thing was founded mm-hmm. on, was just that right there. It's like we're, we're not experts we just want to be obedient to what god's called us to Amen. and i'm not i'm taking all the time here. that's okay that. preach it brother I, I love it I <laughs> but that was and that's what happened when he put us with one couple and uh he saw this tremendous advantage to this other couple to come alongside with us and then it was probably about a year after that because i remember him saying things like keep track of what's different and even though this other couple that we met with very different type of affairs but there were very a lot of similarities in the healing process that we noticed that that we that we were going through in our process you must see incredible stories and, yeah. and lives change oh, in incredible oh. ways can you talk about There's some of them like the, uh, like, yeah the light coming on <laughs> well, no names of course, no, but I mean, uh, well, let me just, as the ministry has grown, um, today I got an email and I had gotten an email. I don't even know how long ago, a year, more than a year ago, got an email from someone that wanted to connect with somebody for a very long term affair. We're talking Gary's wasn't long enough for three years. I mean, this is much longer. Okay. And so we have, um, we try to c- connect a network. And so um, I I have a woman who has her and her husband have worked through the issues and healed from a very long-term affair. So I put them in touch with each other. Now, I haven't heard back from anybody for over a year. We're getting ready to put on an intensive support weekend, a weekend intensive support group. This is for people that can't take advantage of the resources we have here locally. I heard back from this same woman who had been seeking someone, uh, about coming to the intensive, and I, I noted that, oh, I had referred her out to somebody, and I didn't even know it. Well, anyway, I get an email today. They have been communicating for the last year, and right now in Maryland, there's another hope and healing group going on mm-hmm. um, because of that, you know, just a bunch of communication. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, when people connect together and the resources are good, I, I mean, I love to put couples together where the woman has been the unfaithful person because there are some gender issues that are different when it's the the wife who's been unfaithful, uh, a child from an affair, those things. So I I love to see how God works through that. And Mm -hmm. you just kind of stand back because it's so far beyond you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's been the thing because what had happened after about three or four years, I don't even know, my timelines are off, but of working with – because after that one couple had gone through – then the same counselor said, you know what, I'm going to start throwing you couples because you could do like set up a, a support group type situation where couples could come in and boy, you want to watch God work in that. You know, we had, oh, we, yeah. we were facilitating couples. That's true. But God just worked in everybody that was in these groups. And it was just a, it was an amazing thing to watch how people were ministering to people. And, and so these groups went on for, for several years. And then it was just a, such a burden for Mona and I to say, you know, Lord, this is you're using this in, in such a tremendous way in, in the Central Valley of California, and it's just you know it's growing and, and things are doing so well. What about those couples that are in Maine or in Texas or in Guam? You know, how, yeah. How how do how can All we minister the to these people? You know, and um, and so it just became very obvious that we can sit there and talk 
uh, about principles and healing, and these are all very, very important things that, that we're covering. But when you share your stories of how God has used you to come through this, to deal with this anger issue or this, you know, this forgiveness issue, you start you know, sharing your true personal stories of how you're walking through this. That's where people are up on the edge of their seat listening to what you have to say. It's, you know, you, you know, you can preach all day to them, you know, about principles, and they'll kind of get glassed over if they're in a traumatic situation. But when you're sharing what's going on in your life and how it's, how it's really affected you, that's where you can really connect. So God really led us to share our story, but not only our story, but the principles that we had found over the last five or six years of working with all these different couples. And so we wrote a book just on faith and just like, okay, and how it works out is we took all the principles that we found that were very, you know, uh, similar in people that would go through these different issues and then we'd share our own stories with it. And then uh, that was all kind of the chapter breakdown of the book. And what ended up happening was uh, th- there's a miracle in itself. Uh, we ended up talking to the people at Focus on the Family and talking wow. to Cook awesome. Publishing. And, mm-hmm. and it ended up where Cook ended up publishing the book. Mm-hmm. And the book, you know, has been out. And now it's like Mona says, I got an email. We get just emails from all over the world now. It's been translated into several languages. And, that's wonderful. Yeah, and God's really guys. using so it. That's how we connect with a lot of people outside of our areas through the book. Mm-hmm. It got revised in about a year or so ago, mm-hmm. a little over a year ago. And what was really cool about that is the original was written back in 2003, published in 05. Well, we've learned a lot since that time. With the groups. And you know, yeah. six, seven, eight years of, of working with couples and getting an education, sitting under some teaching of the professionals. And we were able to update that book and put a lot in there and, and add emotional affairs and that sort of thing. So we're... That's exciting to us because it's much more uh, user-friendly. Mm-hmm. It's much more applicable for the people who get it. Look how God has used you guys. We mm. often talk about being in that sweet spot where mm. God wants you. Look how he's used you <laughs> oh, to impact. Oh, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And I think what's so amazing is to watch God use these resources that he's given us and given us a desire to be a part of creating it. But like the book, you know, Mona and I sit there on a daily basis, just sit back and say, Look what God is doing with this, and it doesn't have anything to do with us at all. And, oh. and, and so many people say, well, you wrote the book. Uh, no, we can't take ownership of any of this. It was just so divinely appointed and put together, and watch how it's just spread the globe. It's, it's been an amazing thing to watch. And it's not Gary and Mona at all. This is God that's doing all God that. doesn't waste those experiences. No, he does doesn't. It. If you're just thing. obedient, yeah. to, just to say, yeah, okay, yeah. Lord. Do what you need to do. And even if it means taking me to an uncomfortable position, you know, in, in life, I'll, you know, I, I'm willing to go if that's what you want me to do. And, and then Kicking just, and screaming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, the, the first word in, in your ministry title is hope. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I, I, my guess is that there is some strategy behind mm-hmm. hope coming before healing. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you say right now to uh, the man or woman whose spouse is being unfaithful, and they're just they're just at the end of the rope. They're angry. Uh, they're changing between anger and sadness, and at their wits' end. Doesn't know really what to do. Doesn't see uh, any hope in the future. Gary and, and and Mona, what would you say to them right now? Having been through what you've been through, having seen how God works, what do you say to them? I I would say to them that. What they are experiencing right now will not last forever. 
and I would encourage them to not make any major decisions right now. This is a huge, huge trauma. Um, this is, I, I have heard experts testify that it is worse than rape, that it is worse than the death of a child, based on what their clients have told them who have experienced both. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hard for us to believe. Um, but all the symptomatology is there. It's post-traumatic stress syndrome is very much a part of adultery recovery. It is as huge as it feels right now. Therefore, we encourage couples or people, individuals, to think of it like a, a sudden death of someone you loved. So if somebody you love dropped dead today, you would, it would be okay if you're crazy for a while because you're, you're just coping with this huge trauma. Um, it would not be the best time to make major decisions. In terms of the hope, when I was there, I wouldn't have believed anybody mm-hmm. that told me that we could heal, that we could rebuild trust, love, intimacy, respect. Um, but I wanted to. So I can only tell them that I know there's hope because we did it. Mm-hmm. I know there's hope because we're not the only couple that's done mm-hmm. it. I can show them a lot of people mm-hmm. who have done it. And if they'll just keep making the steps forward, mm-hmm. it's worth everything it takes to get there. Yeah. The second thing is, okay, it doesn't work. What more do they have to lose? Right. Mm-hmm. They have lost everything right now. Yeah. You know, and I would just say, to, just to dovetail on that, for, for the situation to where there are two willing hearts, where, where you have a repentant uh, person and, and they're willing to both start to work together, then, yeah, obviously there's hope there because, because you can really work through this. But for the person that's sitting there that doesn't have that, that doesn't have a repentant spouse, and, and they just don't know what to do, it's so important in both cases that you just get at the Lord's feet. Mm-hmm. Just get back with God because that is what's really going to get you through this, no matter how it turns out. So if you can just get your relationship with the Lord on straight. And, and doggone it, that doesn't mean, and maybe I'm just stepping out here, but if you're angry, be angry with God. If, mm-hmm. if, if you just feel like nothing but screaming, you can't even pick up your Bible, then don't pick up your Bible. Just sit at God's feet. And just, if all you can do is hold your Bible and, and cry at the Lord's feet, then that's where you need to be. Thank you for saying that, because, Barry. I think there's yeah. a because lot of sometimes that you, resonate with that. You can't, you can't do that. Mm, you know, it's, right. it, I remember Mona was just so beat to death that, mm. that this was not a spiritual journey. I mean, it was if we look it back. Mm-hmm. But, but at the time, they're just yeah. so beat up, you know. And Well, you have to do something with mm-hmm. those emotions. They're huge. And God knows and, how and he God thinks. Exactly. Yeah. He knows everything. So take them He's to him. He's big enough. Yeah. He and I had several chats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's a, and I know I'm going to get cards and letters on this, but there's a difference here between being real and being religious, mm-hmm. if you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, God wants us to be real with him, not religious. Yeah, you know, right. and, Amen. And I hope people, you, you don't Good misunderstand what I'm letters. saying. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I'll get, so I'll I, I know I'll get cards and letters on that one, but, you know, but really he, he doesn't, and, and so often, you know, as, as I've seen couples come Come into to my office over the years, you know they're 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 trying to be Christian about it. Yeah, right. They're, they're trying to be do the right thing, and God's just saying, "Hey, just just be. Yeah, that's just be exactly with right. me and allow mm-hmm. me to minister to mm-hmm. you where you are at your mm-hmm. point of hurt." And you know, God doesn't get offended when we get mad at him. He that's understands right. no. that. No, he does. You know, that's so important, isn't it? It, it, it really is. is, and I think that's one of the reasons hope and healing works. Mm-hmm. 
we give couples permission Mm -hmm. to experience the reality of what they're experiencing, then we also try to offer them some healthy tools to get through Through this experience. Mm -hmm. And so that hope for healing, as you mentioned, Mike, in the title, that that's what we try to offer. Um, But it takes it in this one respect, um, what Clinton, Hillary was right. It does take a village. This is so mm-hmm. huge. It does take your pastor. It does take mm-hmm. professional counseling. Support. But it also yeah. takes peer mm-hmm. support mm-hmm. because it's that, and this this is kind of overwhelming to people, but because it's such a huge trauma, it's also a long recovery. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and nobody is going to be able to walk alongside you throughout that entire thing. So build your team and be able to access throughout mm-hmm. your recovery so you're not alone. And you don't have to be alone. There's plenty of us out there. Yes, mm-hmm. there are. And God didn't design us, I don't think, to go through this process alone. Mm-hmm. He designed us to 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 be in be in community mm-hmm. uh, together. I mean, you know, you you look at the way He set things up. Mm-hmm. You know, cities and communities that's and right. neighborhoods. Exactly. Uh, he expects us to do that, and that's so important. Let's talk a little bit though about um, you know, there's there's probably a sense of the right people to have in that community, mm-hmm. and maybe the not so right. People, let's mm-hmm. talk about who you want on your team, and maybe the kind of folks that may be nice people, Safe but the people? ones that maybe yeah. you don't want on your team. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I encourage the couples we talk to to uh, enlist those who are godly. They don't have to know the answers, but they need to be able to help you find the answers. Mm-hmm. So this may not be your best friend, and it may not be your mother or your father or your sister or your mm-hmm. brother. Because what happens when somebody's really intimately involved with you is their perspective can get skewed because they can't stand to watch you hurt. Mm. And so their solution for you is to get you out of pain as quickly as possible. And for some people, that, that means they're going to advise you not to walk through some of the difficult things, and they're going to encourage you to maybe leave the marriage. Mm-hmm. So we encourage you to um, seek out somebody who's going to follow with God's plan. Mm-hmm. And that may be to confront you with some reality. One of the biggest things we tell people in this recovery is 100% honesty. Yeah, absolutely. From Amen. both the person who was unfaithful and the person who um, was cheated on. Mm-hmm. It's that honesty that's going to get you through. So it's not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. You can't it's you can't make it pretty. Um, you can't put put a, a pretty um, church around it yeah. so it's not it's it's ugly because yeah. it's an ugly sin it is ministry is messy yeah. ministry yeah. is messy <laughs> well and you think of the way that jesus dealt with our sin it wasn't pretty it was no. messy yeah it and, was and that's indeed. that's the way it has yeah. to be mm-hmm. but it works but it works Amen. so uh and in limiting the number of people you have too mm-hmm. because uh, sometimes we need to go back and say, you know, I shared way too much, and I'm sorry about that, and, and I know you're there. Please pray. I'll come back if mm-hmm. I need something specific. But this is where we're going for our help. Mm-hmm. Um, so Because the hard work has to be between the husband and wife. In fact, I just talked with a, a mom the, last week who is going to have to kind of pull back a little bit as much as she hates to. 
because she's not in a position to be able to do that. Yeah. Right and, and I think the thing that's really important to talk about, too, is the length of the process. This is something that we see, kind of a practical thing I'll just throw out there for the listeners, is you can start to really reinforce them to rebuild, and, they, and they're going through this maybe this early stages, gate grace period, we call it, that, that they're, they're, you know, God is just getting through there. But then they're starting to really discover what happened and those mm-hmm. true feelings. And it takes a while for this stuff to surface. And what can happen is a person that's never been through this before, they might start to think that at six months or something, all of a sudden, now there's a problem. Well, maybe, maybe you can't get through this. Maybe right. it is too tough. So maybe, you know, Jesus did give us an out here. We got to get out a marriage free card here, you know, with adultery. So, so you see what I'm saying? That the counsel can be from a, from an, from a person that may not have walked this path might think, you know, that, that they're saying, well, you know, maybe it is, would be best to pursue maybe a divorce or something in this case, where this process takes so long to get through that, that they are just hitting bumps in the road. They're just bumps in this recovery process. So it's important that, that, that we realize that this is a process and not a product. You don't just forgive and, and walk away and, and, and bury these feelings. Not a one-time it, thing. You no, know, huh? it just doesn't oh, work that no. way. No, no magic bullets. No, you can no, choose yeah, to no. forgive right here immediately, but you can't deny those feelings sure. that, that will come. You know, that stuff that, that happens. Yeah, and that's so. another big issue with the forgiveness is so many times people think, well, it that I haven't been forgiven because there's so many strong emotions. Um, mm. Two different things. You mm-hmm. can forgive and still be dealing with those emotions. That's right. Sure. You guys have so many nuggets of wisdom. Oh, and wow. My goodness, I, you just, it feels good being in the same room with you. All the time you got, you. we're here. Yeah. <laughs> well, our worst time was at 10 months. Yeah, 10 we months was a up. tough time for us. Mm. Well, and I want to talk about that. Yeah. It's a great segue. Let's talk about the process, and it is not... A, uh, a line that continually goes up. Mm-hmm. It, there's going to be some sharp drops Absolutely. along the way, and, and let's talk about how you get through those those we valleys. We call it the roller coaster ride. Yeah, it really because is. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. You know, just about the time you think, okay, great, then you go zooming yeah, down dip. again. Because and because these the, think about it. Back when Mona talked about, remember the death, and and then there's remember what happens in the death process. There's all kinds of things that happen yes. at the first year, yes. and you know, and but. They don't think about the adultery being through this kind of thing. So, so things will happen in the process that are just huge triggers to it's these grief. emotions. It's a grief process. It is yes. exactly what it is. Yes. And so that's one of those things that's really important to remember that even at a year, you'd think, well, we should be through it at this point. But no, this was when you came home and dropped the bomb a year ago. And then all these things start to surface again. And then, and then rewriting your history. Uh, the, you know, the spouse that, that is doing this, there's going to always be from this point forward the before and the during and and then the after the affair. And so there's all kinds of things that are going to be entering into the situation that you need to be able to just look at and say, no, this is from this. But if you are ignorant to the fact that weren't expecting these to come along, you're thinking, oh, I'm out of here. Because as, as purposed as I was personally going into this thing, at 10 months, I was weary. I mean, mm-hmm. 10 months of this, ba- not battling, we weren't fighting. It was just this this, this spiritual battle that just right. continues. You're battle weary. Yeah, you are. You are battle and, weary. And because so, the enemy doesn't yeah. want this oh, to and succeed. If you, there is a 
spiritual warfare to this healing process that is undeniable Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely absolutely it is yeah let's give out that website we've got about two minutes left friends believe it or not uh it's uh (laughs) the website is hope (laughs) the website is hope and healing.us hope and healing.us and again we're talking with gary and mona schreiber phone number is there phone number people there is area code 209-667- Five zero one two, and if they hear anything from this message, it is not the death sentence to your marriage, folks. Mm. This is not the death sentence to your marriage. There is hope. You can have trust. You can have love. You can have intimacy. All those things that you don't believe that you'll ever be able to get back, you can get back. You can get back in spades. Go to the website. Connect with us in one way, shape, or form. There's a ton of resources there that will do just that. Give you the hope that you can get back that relationship that you so desire beautiful and when you guys sit around the dinner table you don't talk about adultery there's more to your life i want to know what that is (laughs) there is there is our kids but that's another show we already talked about that that means that you guys got to come back what do you have planned for valentine's day do you want to uh, share that? Or no. is that a well, no, I don't think we have any plans. We just got back. Okay, here's what we do. We, we give ourselves a weekend away at a condo on the coast <gasps> oh, for, yeah. for Christmas, and oh. we just took that. So oh, that's probably yeah. maybe our early Valentine's present, How? but that yeah. was fun. Oh, and we did not talk adultery. No, we did not. No, <laughs> Good. We did you not. know, that's awesome. Well, we want to thank you so very much for joining us, Thanks Gary and Mona Shriver. We love you. God bless you. And you must come back. Okay. I'll be the one bugging you. <laughs> you can trust that. Dear friends at home listening, wherever you are, thank you for joining us and spending a part of your evening with us. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Brought me to-